Personal Power, People Positive, The Community of Connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. You know what I keep thinking about, Joanne? I think about like cruising, do, 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 <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. Da, da. But cruising with the queen is a whole different thing. That's coming up today, of course, right here on the Bob Jeswald Show with Joanne Kogel and my sidekick. And she would tell you more than anything else when you met Rashida Ali thought wow yeah incredible i mean yeah who would have the gumption but only a woman that comes from a, a space of faith right would that be fair to say rashida it would i i'm just me anybody who knows me i'm a columbus native for one i've been here all my life i left for a while though and moved to new york and got the taste of new york city for about 12 years new york uh, city yes <laughs> uh but I've always been me, though. I didn't. Right. Nev- I never forgot where I was from. I had great English teachers, and therefore my addiction became superb as a young girl. And to be able to get speaking roles or just being out there in front of people was easy. Uh, being in the right place at the right time put me in radio because I was in radio in New York. And... After that, it's just one thing after another. You know, radio lasted for over 50 years, though. Ironic. It, and, go for, and you should have been on TV. I mean, Joanne would agree. That, that face is a TV <laughs> face. You know, <laughs> having the not being, not being real confident in myself or how I look. You know how women have to look a certain way. That. Oh, okay. Were you saying, and I'm, I'm just going to turn your mic around. Oh, we're just doing an audible here. You could just tell, okay. I'm sorry. I th- I'm giving weird cues. So anybody watching <laughs> no. on YouTube. We weren't all, I'm we sorry. were practicing. Not ignoring you. I'm like giving queen. you signs. Turn your sorry. mic around. Oh, we're talking to the mic because you're talking to the side of the mic. So oh, sorry. Okay. I, you think I would know this by now. So there. like this, Jojo. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay sounds better. No, no so you guys are all good. You're okay. But that was Call me Lewis. Yes. Okay. But, you know, I think of you, you like the Marilyn McCue or something like that. McCue, Marilyn McCue. I remember and, Marilyn. And you would go to New York. You, were you singing? You wanted mm. to do some acting? What was your, what was the be premise? Whatever she wants to be. Yeah. You know, when I went to New York, it was just to get away from Columbus, Georgia. No, <laughs> I mean. Th- We've this, all been there. I, I did it, but I, somehow we come back. But see, people don't realize yeah. my age, number one. You they never ask a woman. No, oh, don't no. do it, Bob. I. I'm, I'm that Rashisha, woman. We, we, have, we have spent so many podcasts trying to refine Bob and his well, politeness. You met the right one, baby. Okay. Did you look good. So ready for this? Am I allowed to ask how old you are? Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. And the reason that I would tell is that I get young men. Joanne. Look, Joanne. Hall, uh-huh, it's it's Joanne cool, Joanne. Well, that's okay if she wants to, if she would like to volunteer, it, it's okay. But you cannot this, ask people their Age and weight. This may send ratings through the roof. Okay. Okay. Yes, it will. I'm ready. Drum roll. Let's just say that I graduated high school in 1965. Oh, so you were 18 years old, 17? Mm -hmm. Oh, and Mm -hmm. and that's 57 years ago Mm -hmm. and some change. Mm -hmm. So. uh, No, are you sure? Wait a second. Wait a second. So that was, that's putting you high 70s. Well, mid. Mid seventies. Okay. Seventies. You got to be kidding me. No, I'm That's dead crazy. serious. No way. You own that. Right now, if you're listening on it's Spotify, okay. you, anybody I can heart, ask your age. Apple, go go to just seriously go to wrbl.com, the video portion or YouTube. You can see Rashida, the, the cruising <laughs> with the Queen. I mean, she's seventy five. Yes. Wow. No. This past October. You're so happy birthday. 
Thank Gosh, you. I want to age like you. You look great. When Thank in October? You. October 12th. Oh, Gosh, oh, she's a Libra go. too. Balance. Yeah, there we go. Scales. That's good. I have a son that's 47, right, and so. I have another son that's 41. And then I have a grandson that's 17, just turned 17 wow. a few days ago, and a, a deceased grandson. I'm sorry to hear that. that. Uh, was Jalil who passed away from a gun violence last October? So that and he was fourteen. And this is what gets into what we're talking yeah. about today. Yeah. Um, so, and I wanted to transition that, but like mm-hmm. you said before, it's funny how that just came up, and I, the funny not in, in a haha right. funny, but just in a in a more profound way that here we are talking about cruising with the Queen. Yeah. Is this the passion which? catapulted you to stop violence in, in inner cities. Tell, tell us about this. Well, first, on the cruising with the queen part, that came about from being in New York and being in radio and being uh, sent to uh, empl- an employment agency that sent me to a radio station and said, oh, you know, you might do well in radio. I'm going to send you over to WOR, which was an RKO station. And I worked with people like Arlene Francis and Jack O'Brien and wow. Bill Mazur. This and is huge. I yeah. met Walt Clyde Frazier and I met... Uh, the man that used to play a TV show, the Colombo guy. Yeah, um, 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 the Italian guy. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, Ben Gazzara. Ben Gazzara, yeah, Gazzara, and his yeah. little short partner, yeah, Colombo. Yeah, Colombo. Yeah. But all of that was at a radio station. I became the gal Friday, which at that time was the word for receptionist. And I met all of the people that came into the station. And Arlene Francis, if you you might be too young to remember her. <laughs> I know the name. I know the name. Um, I'm 57, but I think I know who you're talking about. She was on a program called What's My Line. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. before, it was before okay. you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Mockery. And, but and, her uh, producer said to me, now you're the first person that people see out here at this receptionist desk. You're the gal Friday. You, you meet the people when they get off the elevator. So any problems that you have when you enter the building, you leave it downstairs on the first floor. You don't bring your problems up here because when you meet people here, they have you have that first impression they're going to get of the station. So I learned that, and I cut it all off, anything that was going wrong, and they always saw a smile. And once I got on radio, they always heard a smile. Because I learned that you you sound friendly, you right? Know, you I smile was, when you talk. Yeah, see? right, Joanne. And oh it comes boy. through the voice. If you're smiling, nobody sees you. It still comes through your voice. So that led to other things. And and moving back home, I worked for Congressman Bishop when he was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Bishop, I want to be back in radio because I had done radio. I produced a show called The Hit Parade, and all of this cruising wasn't a name at that time but that's what was happening and by the time I got back to Columbus and got with Bishop and worked for him learn and I was in law in New York I worked for legal services I became the vice president of a union I didn't want to do that wow gosh what a resume (laughs) and so this is what makes you tough I think this is where you're you're and I say you do it in a very a, a very nice way you 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 got a subtle way but you're very you could be direct at mm-hmm. the same time but with that even having a bit of that union and standing up for what's mm-hmm. right kind of thing yeah. mentality that's that's kind of the that's 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 you and so all of those things helped to make me this old lady that i am today old. oh god you look my mother said only furniture and clothes and get yes old that anyway, she's right so. <laughs> but moving 
forward, fast forward too, because I could go on about being the first to do certain things once I came back home to Columbus. I would like to speak of one of my first bosses that I had, Mr. Marvin Schuster. I know that name. Schuster Enterprises. Enterprises, yep. I was the first black. Burger Burger King. Burger King, that's right. But I was the first African-American because that's politically correct to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but are you good with that? You know, when people say that, I say, are you okay? Or do you want to be, you're a black American or African-American? What, what is the right, what do you say? I'm, you know, I had a real talk with a, a high, uh, elementary school principal about this because we were doing a black history program. Mm-hmm. And I won't say the school or the principal, but on the paper it said black history program it was Black History Month, and it was black history. And my story okay. that I came to present was entitled What the World Would Be Without Black People. Okay. It was a story that was written by an African named Runel Niebo, and it was written by this person. When I got there, and, and this was after I had sent the story on paper so that the principal and the teachers could see it and approve for me to come with a skit where the children would be involved, because I've always been about mm-hmm. children. Uh, they were like, okay, Miss Rashida, we're sorry, we're going to have to tell you the children will not be able to say the word black. Whoa. And and that's just what I said. You're kidding me. <laughs> I hmm. said that too. And I yes, it and is. and it became out that well, it's politi- politically correct to say African American. And I said, mm, okay. And I inside I was boiling. Yes, I can be- see that yeah. because African American for me does not necessarily mean that you're talking about a brown skinned woman like me. You can have other. You can be West Indian. You, you can, can have. You, you can, can be. You can be Middle Eastern. We could be right. Italian. I mean, let, North, let, South let Italy. Let's keep it really real. Yeah, you right. can be white. You can be white. You can be, be from true. South Africa and be very right. white. white. Yeah, and look appear to be white. But you're African. So, yeah, but, yeah. Right. But when you say African American, you don't really know who they're talking about. It's huge, huge continent. I mean, it's and got so, every. Yeah. For me, I, especially on this particular event, I was talking about inventions that were patented by black people back in the late 1800s. Sure. So when you come with the phrase African-American talking about something that happened in the late 1800s, it doesn't go together because the term wasn't back then. The term didn't come about until 1967 after after the civil rights movement uh act had been passed then the phrase african-american was put out there for the public and i had to tell the principal i said look forgive me but i've been colored i've been a negro right i james brown came around and made everybody want to be black and proud and so now you're telling me i got to say african-american or the kids can't say black i said that's diluting the pride Good for you. Yeah, I, 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 agree, I just I agree had with to you. go yeah, there. That makes sense. And this particular principal, she said, "Mr. Shida, I know exactly what you're talking about, but in this time that we live in now, and and it's so edgy, and young children, they don't hold back. If right. they get in a fight or an argument with each other, they're gonna say the words. Mm-hmm. They do. They say the ugliest, ugliest words. words, and that's the one that we don't want to hear. And that, and I get when I hear that is a mm-hmm. white or an Italian descent person mm-hmm. uh, you know from where my family came in proud of our heritage or whatnot but that n-word 
just never goes well with me in any regard. Even exactly. when I hear my teenage girls, I don't know if your daughter, but I heard it. They're listening to some rap song mm-hmm. the other day. And I go, turn that crap off. Yeah. I, I'll just say it. Turn that crap. That You know what that is? I go, oh, no, it's not what I mean. This is, no, it's not cool. It's not trendy. It has a derogatory, nasty meaning. I hate it. Yeah. And even as somebody of, of, of not color mm-hmm. or being a black American, or can I say that? I guess yes. black American would mm-hmm. be fine because it's specific now. Yeah. So, but this is nuts. I mean, yeah. it's just, we got to, it and it's just accepted. Yeah. But yet we're worried about political correctness by not saying, Af- you know, because somebody says, well, you can't say black American, but you got to say African American. Right. But yeah, it's okay to use the N word and all the musical yeah. stuff. And I know you go back to Quincy Jones and all those guys, they, they be yourself, rap about who you are, talk about the streets where you come from, but get rid of that N word. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, to answer your question, no, I I'm okay to say African American because I know I have to be around people that won't understand if I I don't have the chance to explain how I really feel about it. But now I think a lot the of world people gonna now. know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on forward, I eventually got back home and got back into radio, and then I did radio for forty years after I've been home. Played all the stations. I've done all the music, country. I know Jeez, my country I know. Look at artists. you. You know it all. You're got uh, jazz. every genre. Yeah, yes. every genre. Who's your favorite jazz? Ugh. I know. Here we go. It yeah, is. It, 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 it's wow. You Joanne know. loves our open music today, by the way. She's really digging it. Well, that. <laughs> here's something that people may not know, but yeah. my, oldest grand, my oldest son, who was born in New York City, whose father happens to be the son of of the world's most famous jazz trumpet player to ever live. Jazz trumpet, jazz Trump trumpet. trumpet. Come on. Guys. Lewis, Lewis and I are like, what? <laughs> Dizzy, what? say it with me. Dizzy <laughs> Gillespie. Not, not yet, not Dizzy. Not the big Oh, not the, oh. um. It's on the tip of your tongue. Oh, it's the tip of my tongue, I know it. Oh, gosh, I went from him to. Bebop. Bebop. Miles. Miles. Davis, Davis. Right. most recent, a lot younger I though than my Miles last one. Davis. Phenomenal. You do uh, well. I mean, not personally, but you, <laughs> have, you have heard. <laughs> so you have heard of him. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> well, I'm loving it. But you know what I think is just this is just fantastic. I, I met, you know, I love like I met like Al Jarreau when I was in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. But then what really set me was George Duke, and he passed away a few years mm-hmm. ago. His wife passed away, and then George died of mm-hmm. prostate cancer. Great guy sent his L album into the night. It was and just he's brilliant. When you see some of these guys who know how to write, just mm-hmm. you know George Clinton. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I Rick James. Even I'm from Buffalo, New York. Rick James, I met a few times. Um, I remember Rick James came on Soul Train for the first time on a Saturday. We were so excited locally. <laughs> jo- oh, I'm dating wow. Joanne and Lewis are like looking. Okay, who, what the heck is he talking about? But seriously, Soul Train. You can look it up. They still show episodes on YouTube. But Don Cornelius was out of Chicago at the time, and he brought Rick James. He goes, okay, Ricky, um, we're going to put you on uh, Soul Train today. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing this many years ago, and he goes, I just want you to know that uh, no funny business, no no straight, no no gyration, okay. none of that crazy stuff they usually say. But he was a funk. I mean, that was true funk. And and you see these guys that come in, and then that, that just, they inspired so many different people, like Tina Marie, and you can go on and on, just – if you like that 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 genre, and we talked about when music was really music, mm-hmm. and the lyrics to the songs were just 
meant something. It did, and, yeah. and you remember those words, you know. And so when you have a jazz artist, and one thing about Miles is he hated being called a jazz musician. Yeah, because he's, it's not Because he, he was all around. He could play anything. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite jazz, you know, I don't know if you, as a vocalist, a person that would sing jazz, I loved Nancy Wilson. Mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson goes you know, back. She's great. The, Ella Fitzgerald days right. and all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, being a musician myself, you know, a self-taught piano player uh, in Columbus, my youngest son's father was the late Matthew Berry, who was Jeez. known as Matus. Wow. And so who do I like as a musician? Uh, it's just I love music. I don't have one favorite kind of music. <laughs> one of my recent bosses said, are you trying to play your favorite song, Rashida? I said, well, you know what? If I played my favorite song, you probably would not let me work here <laughs> because it's not R&B. That's you right. Know? My favorite song of all times is The Mother's Finest. Oh, yes. A song called Thank You for the Love. That's great. Then I love That's Ziggy great. Marley. Oh, Yeah, of course you got well, all in. You, you know, like Ziggy. Come on, Joanne. Bob Marley. Oh yeah, well I do know Bar. No, this is one. This is one. We're gonna put some reggae know, at your at your I do workouts. know Bob Marley. Okay, yeah, Lord, I'm I familiar with that. Dude, come on, you got to know Bob Bob Marley. So what? How about the oh, look at these guys? <laughs> look at it, Joanne. <laughs> yeah. But here's how about this? Stevie Wonder, 1976, saved all my money up. I had to get songs in a key of life when it came out. Oh, wasn't that? Love the song, isn't she lovely? About his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he showed he sang about her, and there was a top hit that. But every song and both of those dual albums, and then he mm-hmm. slapped in a 45 in there of Sir Duke, which everyone goes, eh, it was just a throwaway. They didn't have enough to put on vinyl for two, so they couldn't do two albums in a song, so they just throw a 45 in there with Sir Duke. I'm, well, I can't remember what was on the other side. Maybe it was Sir Duke on both sides. How they did, I don't know how they did it. Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing that and I heard, dun, 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 dun. I dun, 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 dun. Love the beat. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. And no, it caught on. And I could still remember how much I love that. My uncle's a jazz musician. It's the only okay. reason why I'm saying this from up in Buffalo. And he cuts some tunes with people and he has some albums. He, he was a tenor sax player, flute, just about everything, scat, wow. or whatever. And my dad was a rock and roller, hardcore, um, deep purple. Oh, wow. Bob Dylan and my mom was jazz R&B. So I got oh, the yeah. mix of both, but I, I tend to be more jazz and R&B. That's okay. this my, my brainwaves hit that more. Although okay. I heard my dad, you know, I still like good rock and stuff like that. But, you know, but I, I just got to say, this is like full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you to be Italian-American. Yeah. Uh, one of my first loves in New York City was an Italian. Are, are we allowed to say Italian American? <laughs> Wait a minute, oh, could we right. say it? <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. He I'm was, just, he, was okay. he was yeah. that guy, yeah. and uh, but we know Italian American is very distinct. African right. again, just so people may I'm being silly, but mm. but the truth is African is too broad based. I mean, you look right. at the country; it's mixed with French, European, English, British, mm-hmm. um, African mm-hmm. of roots of of you know whatever, and you know. Whatever, but anyway, go ahead. But that was one thing, and now you're talking about how much you're into music and jazz and R and B. Then you spoke of Stevie Wonder, whom I had an opportunity to meet twice at oh, WOR. I would love that, yeah, because you were at you were at the, the and that was really something That's about right. him because he was down in the lobby, 
And I saw him, and I was like, oh, my. Now, mind you, this is over 50 years ago. Right, right. And I saw him. I said, oh, that's Stevie Wonder. I got to find Okay. So I run to the elevator, and I said, excuse me, Mr. Wonder. I know what floor you're going to because he was going to the floor that I worked on. And he says, you do? I said, yes. He says, and who are you? And I told him who I was. I said, I work on the 20th floor. And I'll help you to get there. And I think one of the young ladies uh, that he was married with at the time from Wonder Love, the yeah. group, was on the elevator. And we go up. And I, now I'm the talk of the 20th floor because oh, I wow. came upstairs with Stevie Wonder. Hey, hey, hey 20-something years old Oh, at the time. yeah. <laughs> and, and they all, were, what are you going to ask him? You get to ask him a question because I was on the radio. I was in the production area of radio somebody uh, found a picture of me from she I, I, I just want to say Marcia, you're so beautiful i love your voice isn't she lovely she well wonderful. my question for him yeah. by the way was will you ever remake fingertips oh wow do you know what fingertips i'm gonna go ahead Ooh, and help me out here. on that jojo one too. i have no idea yes that yeah. was the first song that stevie recorded fingertips that that made a big hit that was what you're I mean, for the but record, I, I do know who Stevie Wonder is. Okay, good. Well, I'm she three for three on so, those people. So he, he so. would go, everybody say yeah. Mm. You remember that? Oh, that's, oh, oh that no. was yeah. fingertip. I didn't realize He was okay. 12 years old when he yeah, recorded that. that was so little. He was, that's what, when he, this is, did he have his, he just lost his eyesight? He, uh, he lost it a what, little before then. Before yeah, then. Okay. Very, but the thing about it was, that was a song that's never been remade. And it's and back in the seventies, I asked, "Do you think you'll ever redo it?" And he said, "No," because that high pitched oh. voice was a kid Different. voice. That's true, and nobody could do that. Nobody can reproduce so that voice. Yeah, but not even Michael Jackson. So, exactly, and actually, Stevie wrote with a child's heart, Great. and Michael yes, re-recorded Michael recorded that one. That's the music side of me. Yes, I love and, it. And I thank you for giving me the time to talk about all of that, this because a, that's not this what is we're two, here for. No, this is two-part. <laughs> on yeah. that note, we're going to end right here, because Joanne, introduce our next event. This is in Lewis Knows. This is going to be a two-part series with okay. Rashida Ali. We learned a lot about Rashida and the in this episode. And coming up next, if you want to stay with us on the podcast of the Bob Jesel Show and Joanne, Joanne, tell us what we're going to talk about in the next Granny's on guard. Granny's on guard. Right, yeah. Right. That's yes. it? Granny's right. on guard. Yep. That's yes. coming yes. up next go. on the Bob Jesel. <laughs> Rashida, thanks. Stay with us. Yes, sir. We'll be back. And folks, check it out in the next half hour of the Bob Jeswald Show. <laughs>